You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. In this edition, we bring you some new fantasy fiction from author Ruth Ann Reed, a preview of our upcoming multi-part fantasy audio drama, The Angel's Calling, and the news of the forthcoming UK International Radio Drama Festival, at which one of our dramas will be featured. We open with a piece of short fantasy fiction, This Rough Magic I Abjure by Ruth Ann Reed. This short piece is based on Ruth Ann's character, Gray, who appears in her short novel, Strings. In this story, Gray is considering leaving his home, the Silver Dawning, where he is the crown prince. They say, there's the door. It's waiting for me. The whole world, yeah. All of it. All its peoples. All its quirky variations. Just waiting. Oh, I'm not waiting. I'm certainly not scared. I just need to swallow around this lump of something first before I go. It's a logistics thing. I have no reason to be afraid after all. I'm gorgeous, intelligent and very skilled with voice and fingers. I can weave magic through the mousiest human, summon passion from the most obstinate vampire, sing desire into the most cold-hearted troll. And of course I'll have to. I've always pitted the fae out there in the human world. The damn throne takes all our magic stealing every last drop we generate from birth to death. But at least she ekes it out to us who toe the line. Those poor bastards scrimp and slave and do everything they can to keep from starving to death. And now I'll be one of them. Once I leave, I'm cut off. It's the law. Rebellion is not rewarded, not even when you're the heir to the throne. I can do this. They'd eat you alive, my teachers said, responding to my absolutely brilliant essays about the human world. It's not a place for us, my father said, his voice still grinding rough from the poison he swallowed when a child. The throne said nothing, but she surely did think at me, and I like hers least of all. You'll be back. Her certainty of that is what drove me this deep into intended escape. Nah, not escape. I'm simply leaving. I am the crown bloody prince, and I go where I please. So, why are you sneaking out in the middle of the night? Because I feel like it, damn it. Because you're a coward? 
creeping around like a thief when everyone else is asleep. A man would leave in daylight, look the crown and the elders in the eye and say goodbye face to face. Look, look, this isn't so simple. I live in the silver dawning. It's beautiful and perfect, rather like me, and our sunshine bright, and our stars spark blue, and our water drips clean, and our soil grows only magical things. Our metropolises make human smart cities look like caveman rubbish. The silver dawning is everything mad mortals hope for in fantasy and science fiction stories. And I am about to leave it. On purpose. You'll be back, Grey. Mark my words. You'll be back. I will not. Do you know what's waiting for me here? Only eternal enslavement. Soul entanglement with the throne. And responsibility for all the magic of the unseely fae through history. I can think of better ways to spend my time. Being buried alive, for example. Perhaps whatever it is you're searching for is actually within you. Maybe. I don't think so. Something unrealized, unfulfilled. A nameless ache that you don't quite understand. You can't quite grasp how to wield the power you possess. No, no, it's not that. It's never been that. Let me try to explain. There's a play by a human you may not have heard of called Shakespeare. And in it, a magically powerful fellow named Prospero willingly gives up his magic. We had to do character studies on this because it's a mad thing to do. Willingly throw away power. Willingly give up the ability to move mountains and sunder seas. What the hell, Prospero? It's guilt that does it. He says something like, This rough magic I hear abjure before breaking and burying the tools of his sorcery. Why? Well, externally, because this was the playwright's farewell speech before retirement. But thematically, because he'd become obsessed with magic, as if that's a thing, to the point of neglecting regular life. And instead of finding balance, Prospero chooses to rejoin the world by walking away from it all. Actually, I think I understand him now. The throne steals all unseely magic, as she has for literal time out of mind. And I don't care to be part of that system any longer. I don't steal it, Grey. It is mine by right and by privilege. Attributing to me something as human and grubby as theft does you no favours. Yeah, whatever. As I tend to make everything all about myself, as my father repeatedly says, and also, I have no shame. Obviously this is the right thing to do. Look, I know this won't stop anything, but it will leave my dear old dad in a lurch. And I think that's pretty funny. Besides, if I stay, I lose the power of choice. Well, that makes it simple, yeah? Goodbye, silver dawning. Goodbye, everybody who knows who I am and 
kowtows whether I deserve it or not. Which I do, but that's not the point. Goodbye, Father. And most of all, goodbye, Throne. You'll be back, Grey. We haven't seen the last of each other yet. Not by a long way. We'll see. There goes the door. Goodbye. promontory have I made shake, and by the spurs plucked up the pine and cedar, graves at my command, have walked their sleepers, oped and let them forth by my so potent art. But this rough magic I hear abjure, and when I have required some heavenly music, which even now I do, to work mine end upon their senses, that this airy charm is for, I'll break my staff, bury it certain fathoms in the earth, and deeper than did ever plummet sound, I'll drown my book. Rough Magic I Abjure by Ruth Ann Reed. Chris Gregory played Gray, and Joy Hayward played The Throne. Music and soundscapes were by Chris Gregory. This Rough Magic I Abjure was an Alternative Stories 2020 production for the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. The Angel's Calling is a fantasy novella by British author Victoria J. Price. Victoria has been working with us and a team of actors to adapt the story as an audio drama, and we're pleased now to bring you the first preview of this forthcoming miniseries. exist alongside our own. Some are very similar, some are completely unrecognisable. The world of Ohinion is one such world that shares a likeness to Earth, where angels exist and travel backwards and forwards to Earth to help the dying. Sophie! Talk to me! Please! Is she going to be okay? Will you watch over her? The Earth Witches are unusual. Hazel fears them. I happened across a group of mercenaries today, making their way south. Himeran or Irrolusion, they're as bad as each other. Irrolusion, from the foothills of Ortesh. Why they've come south, I do not know. But I would bet the silver coins that it has something to do with our dying son. A young man enters the park, 
Dressed in a black suit and shirt, the top button undone, he glances in Hazel's direction, appreciative eyes rolling from her waist to her face. Then, his eyes meet Alexander's just for a second, before he strides to a bench and pulls out his phone, disinterested. He sees you. He's not the first to have seen me. Not even on this visit. Many of the witches here are not as friendly as my brothers and sisters in Ahinion. I don't recognise him from my coven, but then I am not in the inner circle. Far from it. We need to be quick if he's watching. Don't take your eyes off him and watch the exits. They call it magic, the earth witches. Call it power, energy. Call it any word you choose. Sometimes it lies dormant until it awakens. Sometimes nothing more than the passing of time helps it grow. <laughs> we have our ways. I hope you can understand that there are some things I cannot tell you yet. My hope is that our work here and with Hazel will change that. Hazel is missing, nor I can't find her anywhere. We don't always see with our eyes, you know. I think I saw the angel again. Not all magic is a fanfare. Some magic grows quietly over time from the smallest ember. She is the girl we seek. I am certain of it. In this preview for The Angel's Calling by Victoria J. Price, you heard the voices of Tiffany Clare, Charlie Richards, Annabelle Broad, Kirsty Wollivan, Maddie Searle, and Saya Zahawi. Music and sound design were by Chris Gregory and published by Scared Crow Music. Finally, in this fantasy edition of the podcast, we're delighted to inform our listeners that our audio drama, No Words, which featured in the podcast back in June 2019, as part of our Daphne and Apollo edition, has been selected as part of the UK International Radio Drama Festival, which takes place in Canterbury, England, between 23rd and 27th March. It will be heard by delegates and judges, alongside drama from independent and national broadcasters, and a number of other podcasts, and we're honored to be featured in such esteemed company. We'll post more details of the festival on our social media feeds, and you can follow the organizers who post on Twitter as at Radio Drama Fest to find out more about the other radio dramas featured. We'll end this edition of the podcast with excerpts from our featured drama, No Words, which features Tiffany Clare as Naomi and Charlie Richards as Robert. Rome wilts in late summer heat. The dusty pavements and market squares fill bait to the red clay surface of a tennis court. You used to think I was beautiful. I'm sorry, used to. You couldn't help but stare at me. I'd catch you stealing glances when you thought I wasn't looking. I could tell you were framing me with imaginary fingers the way movie directors are supposed to. <laughs> I was. I still do that. Maybe you just don't notice. Benini? Sculptor. Did some of the marbles in Piazza Navona. Apollo and Daphne. It depicts the moment when Apollo catches up with the fleeing Daphne, who, untempted by his increasingly unpleasant and forceful advances, has attempted to outrun him. 
praying for release from her pursuer. The statue depicts the very start of her transformation into a laurel tree. Gotarush, Piazza Navona at seven. I- I'll text you the name of the restaurant. Sure. Sure. Just leave me here with my thoughts and my irrational jealousies and my vague, unnameable feeling that something I treasured so much is dissolving in the palm of my hand. I view from all angles, take pictures on my iPhone, tiny, beautiful details, her toes becoming roots, her fingers and their budding leaves, her expression, awful and unfathomable. Sleep is fitful, but when I dream, I am in a forest glade. I breathe the pine-swept air and feel the sharpness of twigs and leaves beneath my feet. I feel my feet rooted to the forest floor. It's a dream. All metaphor. I'm Daphne. My own version of her. The way in which that which confines you can, in a way, set you free. The presenter in today's edition has been Kelly Winkler. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite app to hear future editions as soon as they are released.